Every month, we investigate the ins and outs of relevant topics in the hydrogen sector. Join Hydrogen Europe in this journey to learn more about the green transition as well as hear it directly from its main protagonists, stakeholders and friends. Welcome to the fourth edition of our Hydrogen Europe uh, podcast. Today we will be discussing the important matter of skills together with uh, Massimo Valsania. Uh, welcome. Thank you very much for joining um, our podcast. Uh, maybe we'll start with a few introductory um, questions. So maybe if you could tell me what your current position is. Yeah. Uh, good morning. Thank you very much to invite me here. My name is uh, Massimo Valsani. I'm the responsible of uh, the engineering team in Itos Energy. So I'm uh, currently the uh, vice president of engineering. And so my, my responsibility is covering essentially all the technical skills, the technical uh, uh, area of the, of, the, of the company. Yes. Including uh, all essentially the, the area that we are, we are covering as a, as a service company. So essentially we are in the uh, oil and gas and energy market. So essentially we are supporting customer with the solution f with the steam turbine, gas turbine, compressor and transformer and generator. Yes. And uh, uh, so essentially my, um, I, I started working for this company in 2009 and uh, essentially I passed all my working life in this company and I'm really uh, glad to be part of that because it's a really challenging and very dynamic company. So I'm happy of that. Okay, pleasure having you. Uh, tell me, what's your relation to hydrogen? My relation to hydrogen is quite, uh, let's say, recent. As I said, I work in a service uh, company and uh, we are dealing with the traditional, let's say, fossil fuel, like fuel for gas, like, for example, gas for the, for the turbines or, for example, the steam turbines. And so, uh, uh, let's say, it's is a, is a very traditional uh, environment. But uh, with, the, with this you know, change in the mindset, also considering the hydrogen as, as a, um, a vector, to let's say bypass the fuel in the future, so to, to substitute the, the natural gas, for example, or at least start to blend the natural gas with hydrogen, so start to have a, an immediate benefit uh, using hydrogen. That's essentially the area where I start to be passionate about, about hydrogen, because essentially can uh, combine the uh, environmental stuff, can combine uh, my my passion about uh, the the rotor rotors. Um, uh, I can say. Uh, equipment that I'm, I'm, I'm taking care with, the, with my, my company and also, let's say, uh, support my company into, into business growth for the future. So something that can start from a, a quite traditional and, let's say, old stuff into something that is absolutely um, recent and, and important for the future. And yes, my future and, and also and future contributing, contributing exactly. change, yes, and be part of this uh, okay. Let's say, journey. Okay, okay. Tell me, what's your relation to Hydrogen Europe? My relation with Hydrogen Europe is essentially um, my responsibility as the co-chair of the skill working group. Uh, essentially, the skill working group is, is, a, is a, a, a group of people working together for the skills related to hydrogen as of today, but also for future growth. And uh, the Hydrogen um, skill working group is essentially made of uh, people coming from industry, so yeah. like me, so I'm the co-chair for the industry, and there is also people coming from the academic world, and so there is another co-chair that is uh, Robert, essentially is taking care of the uh, responsibility of hydrogen Europe research. So essentially, it's a combination of two main areas: the one from industry, uh, the, the one essentially they are already working 
physically on, on hydrogen and the other one comes from academics. So it's an interesting uh, discussion because we can bring on the table different perspective, different point of view, different needs. So it is absolutely uh, a challenge, but also important for me to be part of this, uh, of this group. Yes, and I think it's, it's very important that we, we maintain that relationship between research and industry. Exactly, exactly. Uh, because typically we have a different perspective, maybe we can talk later, but uh, it's really the point to how to make all these things together, join it together and, and have something that can work for all, not just for one or the two. Or, or the, the other party, yeah. yes, precisely. Precisely. Um, so tell me, um, Ursula von der Leyen, so the president uh, of the commission, um, identified uh, the workforce with the right skills as crucial uh, for Europe's current and future competitiveness. Okay. As you know, next year is the year of um, skills. Um, what kind of skills uh, do you think are needed for the hydrogen economy um, specifically? A lot. Uh, there is a lot of need of different skills. For sure, one of the most important is about the technical skills, about uh, uh, engineering, but also about uh, people that can work on field about hydrogen. So, uh, for example, for the pipeline, for the production of hydrogen, like uh, electrolyzer, but also for uh, the distribution of hydrogen and also for um, the utilization of the hydrogen. So essentially, there is a lot of type uh, of skill needed, starting from the technical one, but not only because, for example, uh, with the new, this new environment, we need for sure someone that is uh, able to manage financially this new business. We need someone that is able also to manage the pro project with this uh, new new uh, let's say area of 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 type of business. Let's say, and uh, also there are need the, the need of uh, people, for example, working in uh, um, in in. Uh, legal for example because there are some some for example new stuff coming with the with the hydrogen about uh, safety so there is a a, a, a very wide com a very wide range of people that are required for for hydrogen in the near future and they are required essentially immediately so the point is there is a gap of uh, reserves that are required i mean required in the end with the reserves that are available at the moment so that that's the main challenge that we need to face as of today. And, uh, would you say there's already a shortage? In there is in already a, so a shortage, shortage, yes. yes. Uh, and uh, essentially, we will see more shortage in the near future because the, the plan is to increase dramatically the amount of hydrogen produced in the next uh, year by 2025, 2030, and of course, later. And uh, essentially, this needs a lot of investment in terms of uh, money, but also in terms of people, because you can have the money, but with, uh, without the right skill, without the right people, you cannot go, let's say, anywhere, right? So yes, it's very important that uh, the business is supported by the right, the right people, the, and the people with the right skill, essentially. So yes. th that's, that's the, the challenge that we need to face. And in the meantime, so the same people also can be required, right, for example, of the other area, like steel, oil, and gas, also considering the uh, challenging period we are facing as of today due to the natural gas and due to some other crisis in uh, in the East Europe, but also, for example, because uh, the, um, the electrical side of the energy is still growing very fast, like, for example, batteries, electrical cars. So there is a sort of uh, challenging in between the two, between the hydrogen and other areas that are even very important for the for the journey about uh, envir our environmental uh, sustainability, but are in some case in conflict with the with the needs that we have uh, for for the hydrogen skills essentially. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, the energy sector and the economy in general is undergoing fundamental change, as you yep. know. Um, as we move from fossil fuels to renewable energy, so you started to touch upon yep. that. 
um, how do we make sure that the workforce can adapt to these changes? It's uh, one of the challenge that we have because uh, um, on one side we have some sort of competition between uh, the traditional and the new uh, market. On the other side we will face into some uh, um, excessive of, of skills coming from the traditional uh, business. So essentially we need to be prepared to this transition because essentially we can have, uh, um, uh, we, we, as of today we, can have a, we have a problem about environmental perspective, but if you do this change, this change from, from traditional to hydrogen so quickly, in some area without thinking about uh, a lot amount of people working in the industry at the moment, we can essentially create a social problem because these people can lose the job and so uh, we can have we can have problem in that direction. So it's important that we move fast, but considering all the time how we can uh, integrate the, uh, the people that are working on the traditional uh, um, business and give them the right preparation, the right uh, training in order to move smoothly from one sector to another and uh, uh, of course, for, for the benefit of all of us and also uh, next generation next ge sorry next generation yes so so basically you're telling me it's it's important that we reskill um, yes. and so that we don't leave people behind exactly that that's one of the most important things yes so the energy sector and the economy in general is undergoing fundamental change as as we know um, as we move from fossil fuels to uh, renewable energy in that context, um, how do we make sure that the workforce can adapt to these changes? Yeah, that's uh, one of the most important points we need to think about in the, in the near future, about hydrogen and about fossil fuel. As, um, as you know, I'm working for a company that deals with the fossil fuel and essentially we are facing, as of today, with this, uh, with this change because we are moving from, uh, for example, gas and steam turbine, considering now to, mo to move into the hydrogen. And so essentially there are areas where uh, we can uh, think to build, uh, I mean, the, the right uh, transition from the people from, from one, one sector to another. In other case, we, we really need to, be, to have the people prepared for, for that. The, the point is, uh, we are facing this um, journey for the, for, the, for the energy and for the environmental perspective, but we need to be sure that essentially there is no uh, step change. And so essentially we can have people that coming from an old sector to another sector essentially can uh, not be prepared for that new roles. And so essentially we need to provide the people and not just uh, uh, the people working, let's say, in the office, but all the people working, uh, the, the right uh, training in order to move from one sector to another and be prepared for that. Because otherwise, uh, we can have uh, instead um, I can say a, a social problem because people can lose the job because they are not more skilled or the, the skill they have is not in line with expectation. So it's very important that essentially we keep uh, uh, the right transition in between. But on the other side, we need also to move, to move quite quickly because... Uh, the expectation is to have a lot of hydrogen produced in the, by 2025 and 2030. And to do that, we need for sure investment, we need money, but with money and investment without the right people, we cannot go uh, anywhere. So we really need to have the right people working on the sector. And the only way is to prepare them to be upskill or a skill in order to, to be ready and then to be, and to be part of this with the, uh, nobody left uh, behind us behind yes okay so i understand really what you're saying is that we need to to reskill um and ensure that the transition to a hydrogen economy really benefits um society yeah to all of us yes, absolutely yes. also because we are considering the environmental as a social problem for all of us and so also the social 
one i mean about the the, the skills can have to be have to be part of that as well so we cannot consider to have uh, you know n- not produce any more co2 but then have problem with people that has has no job you know yes so precisely is is a is a combination is a uh, it should be a win-win uh, uh, discussion i think yes thank you um tell me um how in in your view do we um prepare young students as well as people already working in the field for a longer time or even outside the field so up and reskilling how do we prepare them the the student you mean yes uh, the student for sure are probably i can say one of the easiest part of that because the student typically are uh, student and they are, they are uh, learning something new so is uh, is not difficult for them to learn about something different that can be hydrogen but in general hydrogen is not a complete new subject for for the for the um, for the academic world for example or for the school so it's important that we provide them the right uh, information and uh, the right mindset to be prepared for the future for hydrogen but not only i, I think the main point for them is about the mindset that they have they need to have it for the future the flexibility they need to have for the future because we are seeing in the last year a lot of change in the markets uh, from uh, uh traditional and then for example for solar panel wind panel renewable and uh, uh, um, it so uh, the, the the change in the market is is absolutely uh, quick and so w- what i suggest also to the end generation is to really to be open to the change and be ready to change because it's not saying that if today they are starting for hydrogen hydrogen is for sure the key for the next future maybe they will work for hydrogen for the entire their life maybe there, there will be some change again in the in the in the in the business you know and in, in the in the world so uh, they 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 need to be prepared for that and but especially need to be prepared from a from a a, a mindset perspective to be ready for changes that that's in my opinion the, my my okay. the best point the, okay. the more important and point. and do you think i mean in in um in the minds of of students and when they start choosing uh which career path they're going to do they're going to take and um which bachelor's or or master's degree they're going to do um do you think that at the moment we have sufficient uh trainings uh, specifically dedicated to hydrogen and and maybe even before that do you sense that um within the younger population there is a keen interest in in pursuing uh, a career in the hydrogen sector first of all i believe that there is a huge interest by young generation into hydrogen and in general to the environmental aspect so some uh, all the aspects that are sustainable that can provide a sustainable uh, future for us is, is part of their uh, uh, their interest for sure so i really don't see let's say problem having people engage with hydrogen or in general with renewable or with this uh, um new new let's say uh, area of of the business about about the energy but not only energy and also about all aspect about hydrogen for sure that that's not the the problem in my opinion and uh, also because they they feel the um, the, the environmental uh, uh, issues uh, very very important for them so i say they will be part of this uh, of this journey they will be part of the of the building their future so again i don't see uh, issues in having young generation involved in that also because there is a wide uh, type of activities that they they can join from as you said from technical on field uh, technical from let's say more engineering but there is a, a very uh, wide range of activity that they can do so uh, that that's that's uh, that that good for me and uh, in terms of curricula yeah there are for sure a lot of of uh, school a lot of uh, training available sometimes the training are more uh, um, academic 
And probably the most important point is to keep this training in line with the, w what the industry needs, essentially. Uh, because it's important that people coming out from the school are, let's say, ready, ready and immediately part of, the, of, the, of this journey. Because essentially we don't have time. So uh, as much as we can connect industry and uh, uh, academic uh, side, that, that's great because it's what we need uh, in order to fulfill the requirements of skills in the future. Okay, brilliant. Which uh, I think is something you're actually doing yeah. on yeah, a yeah. daily basis. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me, um, how, how can we attract uh, more women uh, and young people to uh, choose careers in the hydrogen sector? I would maybe emphasize a bit more yeah, on, yeah. I, I on said, women. Uh, I said uh, uh, young generation and uh, I don't uh, have any, any, any doubt that there is no, let's say, differences between women and men. Absolutely not. In the in the to to, to gay I mean to, to engage with hydrogen and with uh, this environmental aspect uh, about about our future. So uh, as also I can see, there is essentially uh, I mean from technical side sometimes the, the the we have more men men than women working with that, but it's something that is changing dramatically. So uh, and I think it's good, very good. It's very good because it's, uh, it's important that also we balance a little bit the competences and having uh, people with different. Uh, People, different uh, mindset, different uh, background is absolutely important to keep and to have the right um, skills we need for the future. So as much as we are uh, uh, inclusive, yes. as much as we have different perspective and uh, that, that, that's important, that's absolutely important. And again, I don't see uh, the difference between man versus woman will be a problem in the future. For sure, we'll, uh, we will uh, we'll see a recovery of these differences in the future. Okay, thank you. Um, tell me, what are companies currently looking for? Quite, would you have a few examples in terms of roles? What kind uh, of engineering backgrounds? For what? sure, one of the most challenging at the moment is about production of hydrogen. Yes. And uh, so the, 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 the company work with electrolyzer, uh, with uh, any, any kind of, of equipment that are used to produce hydrogen are searching for sure for, for engineering, engineers for people that can work in this environment, also can, can, be, can manage, for example, the safety aspect of that. And, uh, um, and also people that can manage from a, from a, a, a management perspective, this, this product and this, uh, and this project. So, but of course, the, the main challenge is about, uh, about the technical skill. So engineering and people that can really work on the, on the, on the field. About on the field. The okay, okay. And you mentioned at the very um, a, a few questions uh, before that there already is uh, a shortage uh, is of it, yeah. schools of skills. Sorry. Um, do you have an idea of what kind of shortage we're looking at uh, at the moment? Let's say in uh, by twenty thirty is expected that m one million of uh, sk uh, people skilled is required to fulfill the energy the the hydrogen sector and uh, part of that essentially um, half of that uh, is part of the uh, uh, production of hydrogen and distribution of hydrogen so essentially 500,000 is for that and this is a huge amount of people that essentially we need to uh, we need to have in order to fulfill this uh, this gap so that's the level of the um, uh, requirement that we face to uh, to face in the next uh, in the next uh, year so let's say by by 2030 yes. and on the other side of course there is a lot of people coming from traditional that need to be reconverted so they can be part of this uh, of this uh, of these numbers of the, okay okay and and tell me um i mean obviously um we are a nascent sector um and um, but we're not the only one, obviously, in the uh, energy and uh, and broader uh, context. And 
Therefore, I was wanting to know maybe how you see us competing uh, with other sectors uh, for skilled workforce, for example, oil and gas or the renewables. I mean, we are quite, we have quite a large uh, value chain and um, the skill set that is required in our sector is quite broad and um, is very much linked to those two other sectors yeah. I mentioned, oil yeah. and gas and, Absolutely. and renewables. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that, that can be a problem because, as you said, there is a lot of competition in some areas, especially the, the technical one, where essentially people working for oil and gas should move but of course it's not something that can happen uh, overnight but anyway we should have a sort of transition between fossil and 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 renewable and for example hydrogen so it's an area where there is a a, a lot of uh, competition um and and that that's uh, uh, that's important to to be to be considered because essentially um we need to we need to to we need to manage this situation properly we need to have new generations starting work, but also we need to, let's say, to survive in this uh, in this environment because we cannot, uh, uh, you know, remove people from other sector, even if probably hydrogen at the moment is one of the most, uh, let's say, interesting, especially for, for some, some young generation, is important that we keep, you know, the balance uh, with the other. So uh, I think that with a competition, with a, let's say, uh, a competition against uh, skills required by industry, different dis- industry, at the end will not provide any real benefits o- on the on the on the community because w- we need to find uh, um, a balance between uh, between the different need. Uh, the point is also we are changing so uh, quickly the demands of the people that is difficult to be prepared for all these changes that are essentially are are are, are, uh, um, are, are I mean are changing uh, um, the demands every day. You consider last, uh, last year probably the, the demand of, of the people working with the uh, fossil was different than this year because we are having some, 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 some problem, let's say, with the politics, uh, environment, political environment. So that's another area where essentially it's very difficult to predict because you cannot predict uh, this kind of change. And if, uh, but on the other side, uh, this kind of situation is also increasing the demands on the on the on the hydrogen side because we like to be as much as possible independent in the future. So, is creating maybe some uh, um, old points on the fossil side, but also is creating a lot of demand into hydrogen because really uh, we like to be, uh, as said, uh, independent for uh, with with the hydrogen production and also independent fa- by by the fossil fuel. So that's an area where we need to to focus. Okay, and and maybe just do, do you have any particular policy in place um, in order to attract these new talents? In, in you mean in, um, in within your company, for example, or that you've heard of? In I, as far as I know, there is no real policy to keep, uh, uh, let's say, the proper balance between fossil and hydrogen. Uh, is more, let's say, a, a, a natural uh, balance that is is keeping with the between the company and and the and the, and the market. For sure, there is a, a shortage of people able to work on site. For example, what they call the the field service people are something that is absolutely required, especially in the oil and gas and energy market, because as you can imagine, there is a lot of requirement, and so there is a, a already a shortage of that uh, of that uh, kind of skills. Okay. Okay. And. I mean, the, the skills shortage and the competition for skills um, is, is, I think, uh, obviously a problem in Europe, but it will become increasingly a global uh, issue as 
we will compete internationally uh, when it comes to attracting skills. I mean, the number of countries throughout the world who have published um, their hydrogen strategies and are very ambitious about it, for example, the US. Um, how, how do you think we can, um, how will we compete uh, with countries like that? How will we retain our skilled workforce or attract a skilled workforce into Europe, in your yeah, view? It's, it's a very difficult mission because, of course, it, it's a, a very challenging and a very dynamic uh, uh, environment at the moment. As you said, there is a lot of requests uh, and a lot of new uh, business coming from US, for example, for other places, but also from Middle East. There is a lot of, a lot of change and a lot of, of opportunities for, for people. And so people can move easily uh, from one country to another, from one um, uh, continental to another. So. It's important that uh, um, we, we, we are conscious of that because I, I don't think there is anything that we can avoid one person to travel to another nation. But the only thing we can do is try, is try to make uh, uh, the engagement of the people in something that we believe and something that the people can be, can be part of that, can be part of this journey, can be, feel important about the fact that they're doing something that is um, as an interest of the of the of their interest, but also the interest of the community for the future to have a sustainable uh, environment. So, um, but again, it is difficult to 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 have some sort of link of the people with the nation, in addition to probably to their uh, feeling to be part of, for example, of the nation or, for, or be part, for example, of, of the uh, European Union, for example. Uh, so that's part more of the of their uh, feeling, right? They, yes. they be part of a nation, but um, it's it's difficult. For sure, it will be difficult in the future to keep resources. Maybe we'll we'll face to more people coming from abroad, and probably we also will see a lot of people moving from Europe to other places. But I think at the end of the story, the balance will be absolutely, um, I can say, affordable, right? So okay. I, I don't see that as a as a as a as a huge problem. As a huge opinion. problem. Okay. Okay. Um, as you mentioned before, I mean, part of your role is to collaborate between um, the private side and uh, research institutions. Um, what do you see? So you, you briefly described a bit how that works. What do you think can be improved um, on, on that side? Uh, as said, probably the, communi I mean, the communication is the key. Yes. It's the key because we need to communicate properly about what the industry needs and what the uh, academic can 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 provide and how we can essentially um, meet uh, the the demand of these uh, of the of the requirements. On the other side, it's also important that, especially and we consider as a European level, we need uh, to have a sort of common languages between uh, different countries, different uh, industry, and different um, different regions because uh, we, we we are talking about. Uh, different area of the of the hydrogen we are talking about who produce hydrogen who like to utilize the hydrogen for energy who like to produce either to use hydrogen for automotive or for for, mobi for mobility so or of course also other sectors so there is a lot of different demand very different demand and sometimes the demand is very peculiar very specific about the, the, te the technical needs on the other side we have uh, uh, um, the, the, I mean the, the academics and the, the university they are providing uh, training based sometimes on their expertise, but we need to, to make sure that this, this training, this, uh, the, 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 the technical preparation coming from university is in some way um, levelized and can be easily interchanged between uh, different nations. And for that, we are working on a sort of microcredit concept in order to have uh, 
let's say the same uh, training can be uh, easily moved from one 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 country can to another replicated replicate exactly. Yes, exactly so so to have at least from the from the uh, university side the same level so a- anyone can talk the same languages and that that's for sure one part of this of this journey that we need to to work with okay that's um, that's actually quite interesting i mean what what's your view because i mean the 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 skills ecosystem is a vast one yeah. and um as we see now uh, there are various levels i mean all the more so in in europe um do you think the attributions of competencies when it comes to skills between the european union member states and regions do you think the the attribution is going in the right direction can there be improvements on the way as you were saying communicating between different levels and roles and responsibilities of of different in, uh, layers i believe that uh, uh, we are doing i mean of course together we are doing good there is a good uh, path that is 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 going is going on in this direction uh, sometime probably will need more communication between different regions for example so from european level down is quite clear then is difficult to have the right partnership the right cooperation between different regions but also sometimes between different uh, industry for example so uh, we we are still all focused uh, on on our let's say own uh, um, area right and sometimes just focusing on one area is not possible to have a, a bigger result the bigger result can be achieved only when essentially different groups uh, different uh, regions or different industry for example told together or the key in this case is really to have different uh, parts involved regions industry and uh, and uh, universities working together to have the same the same result otherwise industry alone or or academic work alone cannot do by themselves as well yeah. also the 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 region so it's important the the communication and the partnership between the collaboration between those uh, those those parties Okay. And as we when we started off uh, we mentioned that um so next year is the European Year of Skills. Yep. Um and therefore um this topic will be um heavily um monitored and there will be quite a few initiatives at um EU level. What do you see uh what what's the European Union's role for you specifically when it comes to skills and how do you think they can implement uh, the year of skills next year uh, For sure the, the role of the European Communion is, is the is to keep uh, uh, the right level of information the right structure for the companies and for for the industry and for the regions uh because otherwise uh, if there is no clear strategy is very difficult to have uh, a, a results in the near future so w- it is very important that essentially they are keeping uh, let's say order into this uh, uh, very very uh, challenging uh, let's say area of the of the hydrogen because essentially uh, otherwise the 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 single you know opportunities start to, to grow and that that's great but the point is we need to work together for the, for the common uh, for the common goal so is important for community that essentially keep this strategy also because on the other side uh, we I, we had a discussion a couple of weeks ago with the skill working group uh, essentially there is a sort of debate between the industry uh, or the region that would like to have something uh, immediately active and on the other side uh, we need a strategy a more robust strategy the point is the time that you build a strategy and you have all the people engaged and and uh, aligned with that strategy 
the time is is uh, is going on so essentially you don't have more time to develop the strategy because it's too late so uh, it's really the compromise between a strategy very well done and the other side something that even small or or not let's say the best in class is something that can work and can be uh, immediately be part of the of the of the support on this on this journey let's say okay so <coughs> what you're telling me is that i mean the the EU can can steer the strategy yeah. and provide coherence exactly. across uh, across the EU. Yet speed is of essence, and yeah. we know. So the, the the challenging is the is the balance between the two. Between the two, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So now is our podcast is uh, slowly coming to an end. Um, I think I mean what's maybe quite important to uh, to emphasize on is the fact that I think. What you really put forward is the fact that we need to work together, whether it be industry research, but also um, with policymakers at um, different levels, um, whether it be at European Union level, uh, member state level, and you emphasize quite a bit on the regional side um, as well. Um, and therefore, I mean, within that um Within that context, what would be your your sort of last recommendations uh, when it comes to uh, reskilling, upskilling uh, our European uh, workforce, and managing that we retain this workforce um, in Europe? Yeah, for sure, is the as said is the communication about the needs and uh, the real understanding about what we need in the future, and the fact that what we need. Uh, today is not what probably we need in a few years. So is re we really need to be prepared for, for changes <clears throat> because what uh, uh, what is required as of today is something that probably we cannot achieve. And so a lot of people, a lot of uh, area team are working on that direction, but probably is not the right direction for future. So we need to be very open in the future for changes uh, in terms of uh, uh, all the level, let's say, coming from Euro European Union, coming from... Uh, uh, industry coming from also academics but also from the people right the people also should be as much as possible flexible in the future and understand that uh, this is a, a journey that for sure is something that is changing every day every month so uh, we need to be we need to be open and prepared for for changes essentially that's yes. my my recommendation Okay, and I think, I mean, also what you stressed quite a bit uh, throughout uh, the podcast is that uh, really speed is of essence. I mean, if yeah. we want to uh, reach our, our targets by uh, 2030, you were mentioning approximately one million yes. um, people that need to be, uh, that need to have the right skills um, yes. within, within our ecosystem. That's a huge number, huge yes. number that cannot be achieved uh, by the single, uh, let's say, uh, voluntary of the people, but really need uh, uh, help they need the help of, of different level of of the um, of the community come as said uh, European level uh, nation uh, regional and industry as well and academic so that, that's important we are all working for the same goal if you work for a single goal maybe for, as for an industry or for a regional level you cannot go anyway in the future so we really need to work together as a as a, a, as a brother team brother community to to reach that uh, uh, what we need to achieve uh, to, to, to provide our uh, our uh, the next generation our our uh, kids for example the right uh, uh, and and a sustainable future for for them that's yes. one of the most important yes i think so too and you stress quite a bit throughout the podcast um the esg uh, factor yes. um and and the fact that uh, well within hydrogen and the hydrogen sector we're building uh, we're very much focusing uh, on the e 
but the S as yes. well. The social uh, and government, yes, is, is important as well. Absolutely. And working well. with skill, working with skill, probably the E is, of course, important because we are here talking about hydrogen, but the S about the uh, social is one of the most important points after the, after the E, I mean, or in combination with the E, for sure, with, by the environmental. So we need to consider all three aspects of the ESG aspect. So uh, it's important that we, we don't forget any of those three because otherwise... Uh, uh, we are not providing the right, uh, uh, right benefit, the right, good, the right results for 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 the next generation. Let's say. Yes, and thank you. And I think also maybe I mean as as um, now this this project that you are that you're in in order to uh, to map uh, the training needs uh, and come up with a strategy yep. um, and so forth. So all of this is being done um, at EU level on the very sort of core of of the training. Yeah. But maybe also, I think, um, and you mentioned that uh, younger generations nowadays uh, are very much attracted to the environmental uh, side of things. But maybe we can also do a bit more to attract yes. these young profiles specifically bit. into our sector where there are huge needs, but also um, huge career prospects as well. I mean, I think that they are attracted um, to uh, the fact that they can actually contribute uh, to climate mitigation and adaptation, yep. but also we can offer real careers um, yes. for for these uh, yep. up and coming uh, professionals. Yeah, yep. yep. so, so they can join, let's say, their passion and their feeling about that they need to do something for the environmental with the passion, with the job that they can have, and so be something that can uh, combine, let's say, the passion and their interest with uh, with their uh, let's say working life in the future so that, that's absolutely important okay so i think uh, as um as a final um comment um i think it's it's safe to say that i mean our sector the needs uh, will be huge we're working um in order to build the right uh, curricula uh to cover for those needs um and that um Throughout this process, um, there are tremendous career opportunities uh, for the young generation out there, but also um, for reskilling of the existing uh, workforce yeah. within the hydrogen sector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see this not like um, a problem, not like a, a, a threat, but an opportunity for all of us and for our future. For sure. Yes. And a real pleasure having you on our podcast uh, today. Thank you very and, much. And uh, very pleased to have you uh, uh, discuss the skills uh, matters uh, within our sector and uh, happy that you are co-chairing uh, the working group and that the process is, uh, is following its path. Thank you very much. My pleasure as well. Thank you very much.